I don't know about you, but I find myself mindlessly, endlessly scrolling TikTok and Instagram on a regular basis uh, as like my decompression sort of time and situation. And I always come across these projects people are doing, like these DIY crafts. They're flipping furniture. They're making their houses and their spaces look so amazing. And I'm like, I cannot wait to be that amazing and cool and just get to start and do it. But like, I'm actually talking to someone today who does this. She's built an amazing brand that we can learn a lot from. So let's do this. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with vidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos to YouTube reach by studying titles, descriptions, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the episode of the Women of Video Podcast. I am all up in your earballs today to talk about you a lot of really fun and exciting things. First and foremost, this is episode 191, which means we are 10 episodes away from 200. 200 episodes filling you and your cup up with information and knowledge to help you on your creator journey, on your path to success. Building, business, building businesses, learning about struggles, learning how to overcome. There's been so many women that have come on this podcast, have guided you on this journey. And I am just so like shooketh, shocketh, whatever the, the words are. I get to do this every week. You know, I have had so much shit happen over the last four years of my life. Getting out of the Air Force, you know, becoming the sole breadwinner, dealing with my husband, finding out he had PTSD, COVID, all of these things have happened in all this. I've, I've moved, my kids have had stuff, like, it just, and a lot, it's a lot that's happened. And so it's been really interesting to, to show up here for all these episodes and, like, reflect back on, like, how much our life has changed, not just, like, one year ago, not just two years ago, not just three years ago, but four years it's been four years in the making. I launched this podcast at Vid Summit in 2019. And I'm actually going back to Vid Summit this year at the beginning of October. And I'm so excited to like rejuvenate, reconnect, all of the things. Like it's going to be a really good time. I'm looking forward to being there with StreamYard and all this other stuff. But, but it's just crazy. So we're, we're 10 episodes away. And I'm not sure yet what our like 200th anniversary situation is when we did a hundred we did a live stream over on the vidIQ YouTube channel and it was this whole like the state of YouTube what we've learned where we've come how it's going what we're doing and there was obviously a long way to go because there was a lot of comments that showed up there that were just like people saying horrible appalling things and like to the point that the vidIQ team had come to me separately like we are so sorry that our community was such trash to you guys like that's terrible and it was, it was a whole thing. So uh, I'm super excited to see what I do. I don't know yet. I don't know what that's going to be yet. Um, but yeah. Second, second order of business. I have a free ticket 
to VidCon in Baltimore to give away. What is this? So I'll be speaking at VidCon uh, on the last day, October 1st, about how small creators can make money. Because you know your girl loves to talk about making money. It's my favorite thing. So we're going to be giving away a ticket. And how you enter to win said, to win said ticket is you have to leave me a review over on the Spotify. So if you could do that, it'd be great. Just like go there, put it in, and just send me a little DM, a little message, a little something, something that like you did that, and it could be all yours. I'd love to have you there for the first ever VidCon East event to connect and learn from creators, to like get access to all these great things, these great brands, experience it in the full throttle of like from like the community standpoint, being a fan all the way to like industry and everything in between. It's gonna be a good time. So I talk with Paris today about her journey as a DIY creator and why she does it, how she does it. And we dive into a lot of different things of like what, how she got into this, like how she's building a brand, how she's making money, how she balances it with her family. Like there's so many great things that we go over in this episode that I can't wait to share with you. So without further ado, because I've droned on for a little minute, let's do this. One, I think that my favorite part about this conversation that we had is that when we were off off camera a second ago i told her this is unfiltered as you want it to be and she's like if i can drink i can get real crazy with it and i was like girl we should make this a drinking game i feel like we could do that like every time i say video they take a shot i wonder this how my beer fridge right here we are, <laughs> would be i love this i love this so much all right well welcome to the podcast Paris. i'm so excited that we're going to be chatting today about your journey as a creator <laughs> so. thank you all right so thank tell you. us Tell us, Paris, why video? Oh, gosh. I don't even... Where do I begin? I've um, I've been a graphic designer since I graduated college. That's what I went to college for was graphic design. But prior to that, I actually did a year as a video editor in college. But once I realized that you had to learn how to like produce, edit, direct, and it takes like impossible to... You have to live in LA to be a director. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I'll just be a graphic designer and just like have this nice little job. And then around like a year or two ago, I realized that I was at a point where I wasn't getting any better. I was just going to be a mediocre designer for the rest of my life. I wasn't going to be this like, you know, creative director anywhere because I just, I didn't have the talent to be that. And I was like, but I'm, I'm bored <laughs> at my job and I don't want to do this forever. And I was like... I was sitting in my living room, staring at this blank, ugly, textured wall with no character. And I looked at my husband and I was like, you know, I can make this look good. And I got out my computer being a graphic designer and I mocked up a Photoshop of what I could do in our living room. And my husband was like, it looks pretty good. And I was like, sweet. And my husband is the type that if I come up with an idea, he thinks I have to do it right then, right there, right now. And it like stresses him out. So I just kind of sat with that idea. And it was around August and it was, and then um, that I made the idea around December, he asked me, he's like, are you uh, ever going to start the living room? And I was like, yeah, sounds great. I literally went to Home Depot that day and started getting two by fours because I reframed the entire TV area. Um, I built custom, I'm, so I'm looking at it right now. I built custom shelves. I retiled the fireplace. I built this custom built-in cabinet. I shipped off the walls, added some floating shelves and decor. And I was like, after it took me, I think six months to complete, built a custom mantle. Um, that was the other thing. I wanted a mantle. Our, our face, our living room didn't have a mantle and I really wanted a mantle for Christmas. And uh, the mantle was the last piece of the puzzle. And when I finished it, I actually cried because I... 
I did it. And I was like, wow, I, <laughs> I had had no idea I had this talent inside of me. And um, I always liked building things like I built a barn door at our old house. I built like a baby gate and some other like small things. I like reinstalled a sink in our house. I've done like garbage disposals, like little things here and there that, you know, if I if I watched a YouTube video, I could figure out how to do it. Um, growing up, my aunt had her own tile business and she was the tile diva and I was her little apprentice. And like I would go on tile jobs with her and I'd cut tile and lay tile with her. So I. I had that like in my bones and my papa was an engineer and he had this huge workshop growing up and my brother and I would go in there and just build random things. Um, so from there, once I started doing my living room, my brother has been like yelling at me. He's like, you need to film this. People will watch you. And I was like, yeah, but it's like a lot of work. And then once I did the living room, uh, that was my first filming job. And like, I go back to my videos and I'm laughing at myself. So I'm like, hi, I'm Paris. I'm and then I have to like edit all of the pauses and everything and now I'm a lot better at talking at the camera um but yeah it was basically my brother just pushing me to film and I was like why not why not who's who's gonna watch me I don't know and now 75,000 people are watching me and it's crazy and I'm on this like Instagram path and I'm starting to make like money here and there and realizing that this is like a true a true job. It's not just like some Instagram, like influencing you hear the word influencer and you think it's like famous people, but it's not, it's your average everyday people just making content for other people to watch you. And it's kind of weird, but at the same time, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> um, awesome. So I guess, I guess that's where I'm at is now I'm just, I'm just doing it every day and I'm getting better at filming. I'm getting better at editing. I'm getting better at projects. I'm learning new things. I'm actually transitioning into YouTube because uh, I learned at a recent conference, the Haven conference in Atlanta. It's a DIY influencer specific conference. Um, I learned from this creator that YouTube is where it's at. YouTube pays you really well, whereas you have to pay to use Instagram, not technically, but in order to keep your account verified and the insurance, you have to pay for it. Whereas YouTube, you don't, and they pay you for views. So I am now going to be shifting into doing uh, long form YouTube tutorials while converting all of my content for reels, for Instagram, for TikTok, for Facebook, and for shorts. So I think that's it. <laughs> I love that. I love everything that you said. Okay. So obviously as always, I always, I always have so many questions. Okay. So you as a DIYer, I think one of the biggest things that people probably wonder or get hesitant about with like DIY projects, things like that is, is the cost associated with it. Now I know when I started my YouTube channel, my cost was an editor. Like me having an editor was something I had to pay for. I had to remove a bottleneck in my process in order to show up on YouTube um, back in the day and still to the day, like I have to have an editor. How are you, I don't say justifying, like how are you like affording to do all these DIY projects and things like that that you then turn into video content? What does that like process look like? Because I feel like it's very like financially in, in required to do. Yes. So yeah, DIY isn't free, even though DIY is so that you can do it cheaper. <laughs> um, so I definitely, 
I mean, I, I don't get the cheapest products because I am doing it myself and I want it to be done well, but I also don't get the most expensive products because I am a DIYer. I, at the beginning of my journey, I did have a full-time job. Um, so I was just DIYing on at nights and weekends, which is why my living room took six months. Um, and then in March of this year, the company downsized and I was one of those people that got downsized from, and I was like, all right, how can I continue to do this? Um, cause I, I mean, I was making not half our income, but pretty close and we lost that. And I didn't want to go back to being a graphic designer anymore. Now that I found this and my husband could see it like in my eyes and he could see the talent, I completely transform and 